Hey ho, how does it go? Welcome to the pre-roll for Electric Liberty Land, episode number 143. And guys, you know what I want to remind you at the top of the show? You can join the Libertarian Party. You can make your voice felt. You can make your opinions felt within that party. And if you do it through us, everybody benefits. The uh, Libertarian Party benefits. The Lions of Liberty benefit. Maybe financially, maybe not. You be the judge. But I highly recommend people get involved. As you know, Mark has joined up. Uh, our buddy Dave Smith has joined up. Howie's joined up. Mance Raider joined up, now known as Pete Queen Nunez or whatever he's going by. Uh, and even Tom Woods joined up. So clearly there's something going on there. There is a movement within the movement, guys. So check that out. Go to lp.org forward slash Lions of Liberty. Join up through our special link and everybody wins. And also our taxation is death mugs are selling like hotcakes. You can go grab yours at lionsofliberty.store. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Oh, doctor. Oh, doctor. I am back in Los Angeles. I was out in New York City visiting my sister and my family and my sister's new family, because she just got married. So a mazel tov to her. Best wishes for my bubble-dwelling sister, <laughs> who, was, who has lived. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about her on the show before. Uh, but uh, she lived in Brooklyn for a long time and now has moved to Queens. And uh, yeah, but you know, I had a great time at the wedding. I was out there for about five days. And of course, Hard partying, guys. A lot of drinking, a lot of cavorting. And as you all probably know, the bars in New York are open at four in the morning, meaning that you stay out a little later there. And, uh, you know, I didn't didn't uh, end up puking more than once, which was a big win for the old Bry man here. Happened to stay up until about four in the morning at one point, drinking, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking some whiskey, uh, drinking a bottle of whiskey with my now brother-in-law. And it was kind of interesting because we had a few breakthroughs as far as things we agreed on, me and my bubble-dwelling brother-in-law. But, you know, we're talking about the minimum wage being one of those things and getting into how the costs go up. And my sister's also on board with this. I remember having her in this. But, you know, it's, it's one of those interesting things where people are starting to wake up about this stuff. How it's a very simple equation in that if you force everybody to pay more, and we're seeing this in New York City. And of course, nobody is happy in New York City about what they've done with the travel services. Uh, same as California, trying to force through these different ways in which they are reining in the beautiful thing that is the ride share industry and the gig economy and making things far more expensive and more difficult for everybody because you have to get a license now. And you have, you know, they try to regulate the living shit out of everything. But had a lot of good conversations uh, with family. And then, oddly enough, had a big conversation, well, multiple conversations with uh, a couple different gentlemen. One gentleman is from Ireland. Uh, I was talking to him named Alan and talking with him about the evils of social media and how it ties into gun violence. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. And then spoke at length with a friend of my sister's fiance, gay couple, uh, and had a great conversation with this guy for a long time. You know, talking to dudes at bars is what I do professionally, apparently but had a long conversation with him about the, what he thought was the biggest issue in the world, which was climate change. 
Meanwhile, I'm you know providing my counter opinions on some of these things and saying that while I don't reject climate change and I don't uh, quote deny unquote climate change, I do think that is something where we simply don't know what we're talking about yet, and the science simply backs me up, wherein. We don't have solid climate projections that have been proven. We don't have anywhere near a certainty as far as the reactions going on between the different elements in our environment, the sea, where heat is held. We've got the heat island effect I talked about where we now are seeing that all of the reported data they're using, the data sets are wrong and they've been adjusting them incorrectly. On and on. But I remember one thing, you know, this, this is the most important issue in the world to this man. And naturally, of course, I also made the point about human ingenuity and how if this was truly a problem, we would actually be turning more attention towards it and the elites wouldn't just be buying up beachside properties. But he brings out that old 97% canard, you know, the, oh, well, 97% of the scientists agree, in which case I told him, very frankly, you say this is the most important issue to you, yet you're trotting out a statistic that is complete and utter bullshit. It is easily disproven. You can find this by a simple Google search. So if this is such an important thing to you, shouldn't you at least know what you're talking to about? Now, I've said it very respectfully, but made the point that you cannot feel so strongly about something if you do not actually have a reasonable level of knowledge about it. And that, my friends, brings us to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 143. Show notes at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL143, where I wanted to start off talking about Greta Thunberg, <laughs> the little, the little sea hag that could. I mean, I swear to God, this girl, is this girl 16 and Swedish or is she 45 and fresh off luring seamen to their deaths in the middle of the Mediterranean? Because she seriously, she looks like an extra from the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, she, she looks like, like Mr. Krabs out there. Arr, how dare you steal me childhood? <laughs> Actually, that inspires me. Hold on. Are you ready for eco-propaganda dressed up as a child, kid? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Who's brainwashed with babble about the sea? Rachel Thunberg! I'm sorry that foolish and poor is she? Rachel Thunberg! If ecology nonsense be something you crave? Rachel Thunberg! Then drop all your logic and call that your brain! Rachel Thunberg! Rachel Thunberg! Greta Thunberg, propaganda like Nuremberg, Greta Thunberg! <laughs> there you go. That's for you guys. I, uh, you know, like, you know, you know me. It's going to be a short show. <laughs> My bumper sticker. It's going to be a short show because I'm fucking tired. Uh, I did get in late last night, but. Thank God I just spent the last half hour recording that. And unlike last show, my goddamn garage band better not shit the bed on me and have me lose all of it. You know what? I'm going to save it again right now. Just a little save you save, a little save. Okay, with that behind us, I do want to play a little bit of, of her speech because the thing that's getting the most coverage, and rightly so, is just the dumbest aspects of what this girl comes out and says. And clearly, everything that she's saying is so curated and so written for her by all of her handlers, by fucking Greenpeace and whoever else is backing her. I mean, it is a joke. 
And people have accurately, as you heard in the song, propaganda like Nuremberg, people have accurately pointed out that, yeah, you know, trotting out little girls with pigtails was a pretty big part of Nazis, Nazi Germany's propaganda platform. And we're seeing a very similar tactic here. Let's roll up this little girl, a child shall lead us type of thing. Who can assail a child speaking from the heart? Except anybody that knows anything about this knows that this is not from the heart. This is a girl that's being used. This is a girl that is essentially a puppet being worked from behind the scenes by the eco-nuts, by the people pushing this whole green world that they want us to live in. And I find the whole thing absolutely despicable. Not only from the people that are trotting this little, little beastie out here and putting her up to this and saying, yes, no, Greta, no, this is all you. I mean, this is essentially a form of brainwashing. This one has been brainwashed, this girl has been brainwashed by the leftist propaganda to think that the world is ending. Think about how sick and twisted that is of a worldview to push on children, to tell them that your world is ending, that it's probably already too late. I mean, and, and people, people like Greta and a lot of millennials out there and people in the younger generations legitimately believe, despite zero scientific evidence to support this, they legitimately believe that they have 10 to 15 years left on the earth. Otherwise, we are doomed to extinction. There's no scientific basis for this at all. Everything that's quoted out there, I spoke about it on the last show when I was talking a little bit about the uh, the proposals from Bernie Sanders and uh, and Warren and all these other people talking about their eco-proposals. All of them, all of these these models that they're throwing, all these you know these quotes about oh we only have twelve years left. None of it had to do with the actual ecology of anything. No one, none of it had to do with the climate change aspect of it. It had to do with the GDP that was projected, and saying that the world's GDP would drop substantially because of climate change. Again, and this is by twenty one hundred. So they're looking eighty years in the future, and projecting the world's GDP is going to drop. Meanwhile, and it's not just going to drop like from where it is today. No, no, it's projected to keep growing from 80 trillion to 800 trillion. But because of climate change, it would drop 8 trillion. It's just it, the whole thing is so ridiculous, so blatantly misunderstood. And then it keeps getting repeated ad nauseum, like the 97% stat that they throw out here constantly about the scientific consensus. Repeated ad nauseum, never fact checked by a complicit media. Anyway, getting ahead of myself. Let me play a little bit of, of Greta, and then uh, and then I'll I'll just do a little baby breakdown of it, and then we'll move on. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yeah, well, if you weren't being Yet puppeteered by evil people, you would be. Young people, for hope. For hope. How dare you? How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, Greta, you are one of the lucky ones. In fact, you are the luckiest that has ever lived because you live in a society that by a capitalism, by the use of fossil fuels, has advanced to the point where you're able to traipse around the world and take a sailboat while the rest of your cronies fly around on private jets on the backs of well-heeled, very wealthy elitists who made their money on the very things that you are campaigning against and now want to keep other people from. I don't know. Seems like you're having a pretty great childhood to me. Tell me where your childhood was stolen because it seems like you're buying into this. It seems like you're really thriving on the attention. And by the way, can you tell in her speech just how 
massaged and manicured and curated this whole thing is. Even the points she's hitting are so coached and pathetic and ridiculous. All right, there's a little bit more. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? How dare you talk about the fairy tales of eternal economic growth? How dare you? Okay. First off, uh, people are always going to be suffering somewhere. Now, the actual important thing to take away from this entire conversation about fossil fuels is that fossil fuels have stopped people from suffering. You want to talk about economies or yeah, ecological collapse? Number one, that's not happening. We're not seeing that happening on a wide scale. Otherwise, people would legitimately be concerned about it. What you see it is basically small sale, small scale, small uh, iterations, wherein maybe in certain small parts of the world, we can see variations, right? Maybe you'd point to say, okay, the coral reefs, which by the way, are already coming back. You might look and say, okay, what about the polar bears? Well, they're also all coming back. You might point to some of the ice that's melting. I don't know what, I don't even know what to believe on that because half the time they say it's melting, then it all comes back again. I still don't know what to believe. Like I said, I don't, my feeling on climate change is I just don't know. And to presume that we have to make these broad alterations in the way that we do everything, in the way that people exchange goods, in the way that they transport goods, in the way that they live their basic lives, based upon science that is, I'm sorry, not in any way settled because we simply don't have the knowledge and we haven't had the capability to research this for a long enough time to look at it from a real historical perspective nor the understanding of the interactions in the environment we live in to project a legitimate hypothesis. And of course, you can't test it. So <laughs> we're out there throwing out these random theories, yet we can't actually test them. So the scientific method is just, just gone. However, let me return to a main point. She's saying that people are suffering. No, no, people are, people are suffering far less than they ever have in the history of the entire world. And that is based upon fossil fuels. Emerging nations, emerging uh, societies, all are depending on fossil fuels to get ahead. Things that Greta Thunberg takes for granted. Her entire way of fucking living, for example, is based upon fossil fuels allowing her society to get ahead. Now she wants to deny other societies that privilege. And if you want to see people suffer, if you want to see collapse like you've never seen before, both ecologically and economically, well, take away the fossil fuels. Deny people that basic building block. Make sure to go and, and you know install all of the aspects of the New Deal that AOC wants, like tearing down buildings, like, dis like destroying people's farms and, uh, and killing all their cows and making sure that they can't have that access to meat. Denying people the ability to travel. Tell you what, you go and do that. Then tell me about the collapses that are going to happen. Because if you think that you can have a society that's going to get cleaner by denying people the ability to evolve and move forward culturally, uh, economically, technologically, from an industry perspective, you are just plain fucking stupid. Because nothing in the history of this world agrees with you. 
Let me point this out. Ready? Let's say you've got you've got these emerging nations that are using a lot of fossil fuels and we're worried about that, right? However, we see time and time again that as nations, as cultures, as societies get through technologically, as they advance, as they get more successful, as they have higher economic ability and income and purchasing power, as their standard of living rises, that society automatically wants to eliminate the smog, the pollution, uh, the dirt, the grime, everything. This is a natural happenstance. It just occurs when people have a higher standard of living. They don't want to live in muck and mire and dirt and smoggy air and bad everything. It has happened in every society over history in the entire world. Anywhere you look, this is how things happen. They advance, then they start cleaning everything up because you can. Now, imagine what's going to happen if you deny people that ability. If you say you cannot go forward. Well, do you tell? Do you honestly think that number one, they're going to obey your rules? No, they're not. Number two, if they don't have access to this advanced technology, well, you don't think they're still going to be burning fires? You don't think they're going to be even dirtier, even filthier, cause even more pollution, have even less uh, of a whim of thought about what the broader ramifications of their actions might be? All of this is beyond counterintuitive. None of it makes sense. And yet we've got all of these people more than happy to trot out a 16-year-old girl to show for the cause. And you've got all of these people applauding her. Can you imagine a world in which we are listening to a 16-year-old girl and thinking that this is a leader? That people at a conference, this, this is a girl speaking at the United Nations... These people are applauding a 16-year-old fucking girl. I'm sorry, no. You're not Stephen Hawking. If anything, I would say that you probably have average intelligence at best, or you might question the shit coming out of your mouth. Everything about this is pathetic and disgusting. And the fact that on every level, as I've just pointed out, Everything she's saying is absolutely wrong, especially the fact that, you know, that she's talking about people dying and, oh, people are being wiped out. No. Climate deaths, lowest they've ever been in the history of the world. I point this out time and time again to people when we're talking about this topic. Human beings will find a way to adapt and overcome. To say that we have an extinction event coming, right? She's saying we're on the edge of extinction. No. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. The only thing that's going to take out the human race is going to be an asteroid impact, some sort of horrible plague, or nuclear war. That's it. Those are the three. I'm sorry, but the climate's not going to take us out. Human beings will adapt. The world will adapt as it has always. Things have only gotten better and things will continue to keep getting better unless people like Greta Thunberg are able to step in and stop the advance of technology because every society gets cleaner as it advances. And if we deny the societies the ability to advance, they ain't going to get cleaner, Greta. They're going to get a hell of a lot dirtier. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. All right, my little sugar pies. Once again, I want to tell you guys to join up for the pride, I see we've gotten a few more uh, subscribers this week at the $2 level, which is uh, is cool. Hey, 
be better if we were at a higher level. But even for $2, you can still join the Lions of Liberty Pride and take part in the calls that our, uh, our most prominent Pride member, Bobby Wilson, has put together. He's done a few of them and he plans on doing many, many more, wherein he hosts calls for other people within our special pride group uh, that you cannot access unless you do join up via Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. But pulling people together to discuss not only things that happen on our show, like the breakdown and uh, rebuttal he did to our last round of the Liberty Draft, along with another uh, good good pal and patron of ours, Joey Meyer. But uh, just to talk about general things as far as libertarian ideals, libertarian questions, things that are going on in current events. Really, he's helping us create a community within a community, and uh, we could not be more grateful to him, especially because he's paying us. I know. Can you say no to a guy and a group wherein people pay us money, and then they pay us more money, to advertise for the same group they're paying money in on the show. It's a beautiful system for us. <laughs> but uh, but guys, it does tell you, you know, just how special a thing that we are building with the help of our listeners, including Bobby. So guys, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. Get in on the pride today. I don't know why I started using that little funky, uh, funky disco beat there. I kind of like it going in about a... In and out of the breaks. Anyway, this is Electric Liberty Land, episode number 143. Go to lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL143 for all of the show notes today. So, you know, coming back off the whole Greta Thunberg thing, that was all anybody could talk about over the weekend, right? Greta Thunberg, her nonsense. And then the funniest thing, and I love this. God, it was so funny. Uh, you know, she's at the UN at the climate summit. Trump does go, and I think he went for exactly 15 minutes uh, because Trump just does does not uh, care. <laughs> he does not care. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. You know, I still think it might be interesting to go uh, if, if for no other reason than just to hear some of it. But if you're the president, you also don't need to be sitting through that kind of that kind of shit. You have other people to inform you on that. You know, your head of the NOAA can come and give you the, the lowdown or whatever it might be. But it was so funny because he walks in and little sourpuss Greta, and I've never seen this this girl smile. Like I said, this is why I call her the old the old Mister Crab Sea Hag. She literally just she's got this nasty look on her face at all times, like this little little like uh, goblin out of a labyrinth, kind of like you know, like little little mean pug face on her. It's like smile, girl. You're 16. Your life could not be better. <laughs> you cannot have a better life. I know you're whining. You want to be in school. No, you don't. You don't want to be in school. You want to be traveling the world at hotels and giving speeches that are written for you and being on a sailboat and eating the best food and having the best time. Give me a break. So it's just so funny to see. There's a bunch of people standing around and Greta's in one of the crowd as Trump walks in and she's just so mad because he does not even give her a look, not a wink, just blue buyer. And that's honestly what you should do. She's a 16-year-old girl with an opinion. Stop the world, everybody. Ridiculous. But people couldn't stop talking about Greta and everything else. Now, this dominated the weekend news cycle. This, along with this Ukraine bullshit I'm going to get into in a second. But, you know, something else pretty big happened over the weekend. And it's something that, as we were discussing in our Lions of Liberty email chain, which is where, 
you know, Howie Snowden, uh, our godfather of liberty, he sends out news links every day, which is where we get all of our news from as lions. And what, you know, all the stuff I talk about on the show with very few, few exceptions comes from the news links Howie sends out. By the way, you can get those news links every single day if you sign up at uh, the $15 level or more on our Patreon. But we're emailing back and forth because this weekend, uh, Afghan U.S. joint strike took out uh, like 70 people, like 40 people injured and 30 people dead at a wedding in Afghanistan. A wedding. Now, if this had happened here, as we were banding it about in the email, this would be like a, a brand new Holocaust. People would be outraged beyond belief. They would be protesting. There would be placards, and they'd be right. They'd be right to do so. But this thing happens, and it's barely a blip. Nobody talks about it because they've got more important things to talk about, like how we have to worry about the climate. Because, you know, like I was talking about uh, two or three shows ago, Something like 140 news organizations jumped on to cover the climate, basically saying, we're not going to report this accurately. We're going to take a biased approach because we're going to say it's a problem no matter what. So that's great. So no, why would they cover a strike that killed 30 innocent people at a wedding for farmers? We don't know why this happened. They said it was an accident. They're looking into it, but there's no official word on it. Probably bad intel of some sort. But still, you think about how long we've been there, right? We've been there, what, like it's going to be 20 year anniversary very soon. They continue to have quote unquote peace talks, which continue to break down. When I talked about last show or two shows ago, I keep forgetting I had Ryan Stout on between, which is like it's messing me all up because I had Ryan on to talk about state of comedy, which I loved having Ryan on. Um, but I keep forgetting how long ago I talked about these other shows. Anywho, you've got all these people that are getting bombed out. We're talking about trying to pull out of Afghanistan and the Taliban is doing suicide bombs, right? So they're suicide bombing places and they're killing in, you know, in these innocent people as well as maybe two Americans. And we go, Oh my God, we can't leave. This is, this is atrocious. How can we allow this? They're murdering innocent people in the name of their ideology. And then we go in and fucking bomb a wedding. I I'm sorry. Are these people supposed to be opposed to them or us? Or they don't know which way to turn anymore. They just want to stop dying by bombs. Fucking madness. So that got overlooked. <laughs> because we couldn't talk about anything but Greta. And more importantly... And of course, Trump's complicit in, in not pulling out of Afghanistan yet. Don't get me wrong. But more importantly, the media had to focus on the new round of Trump impeachment talk. And now Nancy Pelosi now is coming out and she was always very staunchly anti-impeachment because she knows very accurately, by the way, she knows that bringing up an impeachment hearing against Trump, especially for this newest round of absolute bullshit, uh, will simply install a new fervor in his base to defend him and come out and vote for him. And among independents who, if you looked at the polling after the whole Russiagate thing finally fell apart, the majority of people that weren't diehard, crazy Democrats that'll believe whatever the political line of, of uh, brainwashed nonsense they're fed is, they said, this is all a setup. 
And in fact, they had a far more negative opinion of the entire investigation after it concluded, and for obvious reasons, because it certainly looked like it was set up and based upon nothing to try to smear a president, essentially a deep state coup. And after two years of investigation and $24 million worth of uh, payments to Mueller and his cronies, they have a report that proved nothing except that there might have been some obstruction by a president who was innocent of the crime for which the investigation was intended to reveal. So now, because Joe Biden is now, of course, out running and he's uh, still, I guess he and Warren are still the two front runners. There's a brand new round of debates coming in mid-October. Thank God they're doing two more nights, guys. Two more fantastic nights of communist bullshit coming at you. Which, of course, the Lions of Liberty will be covering. But now, because Trump has drawn attention to the dealings of Joe Biden and how amazingly hypocritical Joe Biden is, because if you don't know about this, and by now you probably do, but maybe some of you foolishly come to me first for all of your information. But Joe Biden, when he was vice president under Obama, he was sent over to be the envoy to the Ukraine, right? Obama made him the point man on that. Now, coincidentally, his son is named to the board for the largest gas company in the Ukraine, Burisma, getting paid something like $50,000 a month for that board spot. Now, Joe Biden, over the course of his quote-unquote career, by the way, has always been enabled by his father being a politician. George W. Bush gave him some jobs. Uh, you know, his father used his political influence to get him some other jobs. He was working, you know, at a high-up position in the Navy for a while. Just your classic I'm the son of a guy who's been in politics and knows everybody type of career. A lot of bullshit jobs that you can only get if you know people from influence. Anyway, so Joe Biden is traveling back and forth to the Ukraine. People are accusing this of being corruptive because Hunter Biden is on this largest gas company in the Ukraine. Of course, the United States is helping the Ukraine with aid. And at the time, there was also some discussion of corruption and the influence of uh, the gas company in corrupting the, uh, the presidential, I guess, powers that be. I'm trying to sum this up as quickly as I can. Because they just ousted a former president in the Ukraine. They just put a new man in place. And they were going to look into this, investigate it. And there was a prosecutor that was taking part in this investigation. So what does Joe Biden do? Well, Joe Biden, according to Joe Biden uses his position, uses his position as vice president and uses the threat of withholding a billion dollars of support to the Ukraine unless they fire a prosecutor who was looking into the corruption involving his son's company. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. 
And they put in place someone who was solid. So there you go. Joe Biden getting a prosecutor fired. He says because the guy wasn't quote unquote solid. Now, I don't know what the hell that exactly means by Joe Biden's standards, but it probably means solid in that he would play ball, not fuck with Joe Biden's son and wasn't going to find any wrongdoing. And that's what's so funny about every mainstream media article reporting on this. Of course, by mainstream media, I mean left leaning media. They all say that, oh, they they found no wrongdoing. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were not accused of any wrongdoing. And in fact, he sat on that company's board until 2019, something like that. Of course, why is he not on the board anymore? Probably because his father, Joe Biden, said, hey, you know what? You should probably resign from that board because uh, I'm running for president and I don't want this to blow up on my face. Well, whoops, <laughs> didn't work out. So Trump tweets about this saying, you know, we should really look into this entire situation, maybe open up investigation into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and what went on there behind the scenes. And the Democrats have now latched on and the media is now latching on to a claim by a unknown whistleblower. And this is being reported by someone from the Department of Justice that an unnamed unknown whistleblower has come forward and said that President Trump was pressuring the Ukrainian president, the current president, to open up a new investigation into this. So that's what all the hoopla now and all the we're going to open up an investigation and we're going to open up a treason hearing into Trump from the Democrats. This is what all of this is based on right now. One whistleblower who we don't know who it is. We don't know what their motivations are. And that apparently will not be revealed because they say, well, we can't reveal the entire complaint that was uh, that was put out there because that would violate one or two things. You know, some some nonsense to keep it keep it quiet. And now they're they're going to what? They're going to base an entire impeachment hearing off of this? I mean, this is just like Russiagate all over again. We've got a deep state operative coming out and trying to whistleblow on the president. Meanwhile, we've got zero evidence to back any of it up. So they're going to do a whole new dog and pony show based upon it, even though it certainly seems to me that Joe Biden has done far more concretely that would be considered illegal than what Trump has done. And Pelosi's out there saying, well, breaking the law is breaking the law, but I don't even understand necessarily if this is breaking the law. If, if Trump's asking, look, maybe you should open an investigation into something that clearly looks shady as fuck, is that breaking the law? Is that breaking the law any more than what Obama did by greenlighting all of these FISA investigations, opening up these FISA warrants so that people in Trump's campaign could be surveilled, that Trump himself could be surveilled. Two wrongs don't make a right here, but, and I'm not, and again, I don't really give a shit. I don't know why Trump gives a shit to open up this whole thing into Ukraine and Joe Biden in the past anyway. Who cares? Who cares? But for this to dominate the news cycle, for people to think that this is the new Watergate, God, you had this fucking, that piece of fucking shit, man. I swear to God, Bernstein, right? You know, Woodward and Bernstein. Well, Bernstein's out there on CNN saying, this is the biggest thing. This is the new Watergate. Okay. I mean, he's the, he's such a liberal shell, all these people. And now of course you've got James Clapper because Trump, uh, Trump disagreed. He said, look, first off, Trump knows all these people are listening in. Do you honestly think he's going to go on record on a phone call with the Ukrainian president and ask him to do a favor, knowing that these people are going to leak this information? I mean, honestly, half the time, I think that Trump's just setting traps for people. 
But of course not. Of course he's not going to do that. But even farther than that, he said he'd release the transcripts from this phone call, right? So he's saying, look, you guys asked for me to release the transcripts and it'll be unredacted. I'll tell you the whole thing. I just had a nice conversation with the guy. I didn't, I didn't pressure him to do anything regards to Joe Biden. I'll tell I'll release the whole entire transcript of the call. Then you've got assholes like James Clapper. Of course, he is now working with the media, you know, paid contributor to CNN. He comes out, he goes, oh, what would it matter? How can we know that's the real transcript? Really? How the fuck can we know that the whistleblower is the real transcript? We got to go by what you assholes in the deep state are telling us. How can we know anything's true? This is all bullshit. And now we're mired in it. And now the Democrats want to drag the country through an impeachment hearing, which, by the way, is going to assure that Trump is reelected. Assure it. Because it'll never get past the Senate. I mean, the Democrats, are they... Are they trying to give away this election? Are they planning on just absolutely hitting rock bottom? Like, I honestly wonder. Here you go. Conspiracy corner time. Cue the, uh, cue the X-Files music. But I honestly wonder if, you know, the people that are the less radical, the less rabid, maniacal part of the Democratic establishment are legitimately looking to drive the party into the ground so hard by pushing forward these ridiculous squad members, these assholes like Biden and Warren and Sanders, you got one doddering old man who keeps gaffing up the place, his bloody eyes exploding during debates. You've got everybody else on the field who are pushing a socialist, nationalist, authoritarian, we're going to take your guns, we're going to raise your taxes through the roof, we're going to get rid of your private insurance, we're going to force you into this Green New Deal horse shit, You've got all these things coming out there, right? And now they're saying, well, yep, we're going to impeach Trump over this. Over this? Not over the uh, not over the war crimes? Not over anything? Not over the, uh, how about the Fed? How about the federal deficit? How about impeach him over that? How about that? Just destroying our country via that method. How about the debt? No, none of those things. But no, we'll impeach him because he may have, according to an anonymous whistleblower per the deep state, he may have asked the Ukrainian president to look into opening investigation into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. I honestly, I, I seriously now, I'm, I think this is dawning to me. Like my mind is open to the concept that Pelosi and other people that are not so dumb that have been running that party and from the more centrist positions are looking to just slam the party into the ground so hard that it shatters and breaks off all of the psychopath aspects, all the people that are pushing for impeachment, all the people that don't want to play ball, all the people that are pushing these crazy programs, they want to snap them off and slam them into the ground so hard with such a devastating loss that they can then say, look, you saw what happened when we did what these people wanted to do. We need to come back to the centrist position. You need to come back to a much more moderate Democratic Party, and they will take control back. What do you think? Tweet it at me, guys, because I think I am 100% accurate here. It's the only thing that, it's the honestly, it's the only way any of this makes sense. I think I'm dead on. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Like I said, this will be short, not just lying short like I usually do. Um, a couple more things I want to talk about, though, is Walmart is getting into healthcare which is awesome. 
You know, you have all these goddamn lefties slamming Walmart. Walmart, which provides millions of people jobs, provides you know billions of people with cheap goods that lowers the cost of their everyday lives and feeding their children and clothing their children and everything else that Walmart does makes that vastly cheaper, simpler, easier for them. It saves them thousands and thousands of dollars a year. They are now getting into healthcare. And the beauty of what they're doing is they're going to have completely transparent pricing. And, the, and the, what I'm reading right now is like for a checkup, you're talking $20 to 20, you know, $25 for a kid, $30 to $40 for an adult goes up from there. You know, flu shots cheap. We're not talking. I mean, my copay when I go into my doctor is $40 and my doctor charges my insurance company, probably, you know, $300. So I can go into Walmart. I can see a doctor or a, maybe it's a nurse, nurse practitioner. I could go see her for $30. Great. And they tell me the entire menu of prices right there. Amazing. So this is genius. This is going to upset the entire industry and watch guaranteed it's going to be regulated and they're not going to be able to do it anymore within six months. What do you want to bet? So anyway, there's that. And the other thing, guys, I just wanted to talk a little bit about was, you know, this, I tweeted about this because I just could not stand the hypocrisy of it. But your idiots of the week, the entire left, all of them, everybody on the left, that, that's pro-gun control, right? Because what does the left do consistently? except rail against corporate America, rail against capitalism and say how evil the influence of corporations and money are in politics. And you know what? I agree. That's why I can't stand crony capitalism. That's why I know for a fact that regulations are evil because regulations are simply crony capitalism writ large across entire industries that basically drive out smaller competitors anytime. You know, you see it time and time again. Anytime you try to introduce within any industry, whether it's pharmaceutical, whether it's in manufacturing, whether it's within banking, whenever you have regulations in place, it simply makes it virtually impossible for small companies to keep up because they cannot afford to pay an army of lawyers to keep, keep them in line and make sure they're not fined and penalized and everything else. So crony capitalism kills. However, the left doesn't understand that, number one. And number two, constantly saying, the corporations are running America. The corporations are ruining America. Okay. Then how can you turn around, you hypocritical bunch of assholes, when 145 CEOs of large companies get together, right? And they sign a letter saying, we're no longer going to sell guns and ammo. Is that not an undue amount of corporate influence attacking a basic right guaranteed in the Constitution, namely the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. But no, you're cool with that, guys? You're cool with that, bro? That's not an issue to you, huh? The influence of corporate America, you don't mind that when it's something you fucking agree with, you hypocrite pieces of shit? So anyway, remind your leftist friends of that the next time they want to decry corporate America. Just rub it in their face a little bit that they are opportunistically pro and con, and it has nothing to do with any sort of standard. It's just whatever they like and whoever agrees with it. And they have no moral compass. All right, that's going to do it for Electric Liberty Land. Guys, at the end of the show, I want to remind you to tune in every Monday for Mark Clare doing in-depth interviews with leaders in the Liberty Movement. 
Uh, Mark's going to be on Tom Woods, by the way. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. He is uh, also recording with Tom today, so I think that's going to be out either Wednesday or Thursday. Don't quote me, though. Uh, so make sure to check that out. He's going to be talking about our documentary, And Live Free, which you can tune into if you want to go to lionsofliberty.com forward slash live free. You can see our documentary, which was created by Dan Smots over at Goulash Media and also of the System is Down podcast. He put this together. It's the story of the Lions of Liberty, uh, our how we came together, what we've been doing the last six years, how we've evolved. And then he also follows us around at Porkfest, which is a lot of these uh, interviews took place at. It is, it's honestly just, it's fantastic. It's, it's well, I don't say that to toot my own horn because I'm tooting Dan's horn, uh, but it's really well done. It's entertaining. Uh, it's funny. And I think if you are a lover of Liberty, you'll really get behind it, but you can see our journey there. So again, lionsofliberty.com forward slash live free. And uh, yeah, so that's Mark. Talking about that documentary on Tom Woods' show. And, of course, we've got John Odermatt on Fridays with Felony Fridays, where he looks at the ironically named criminal justice system. Uh, what else do I want to tell you about? I don't know. That's it. All right. Peace out. For me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to Liberty. Liberty.